0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. My name is Sam, and I am the host of this podcast. And on this podcast, we talk about things like faith, life, death, and the beyond. Thank you again for joining me for another episode. And whether this is the first time that you're tuning in or you are a returning listener, I appreciate all your support. Before we begin, if you like what you hear, please share this podcast with someone you know. Every week, I get the joy of praying for another listener, and tonight we get to join Kevin in prayer. Kevin is a godly man of God who loves Jesus, and he and I have had many wonderful conversations about our faith and where God is calling him to minister. Wherever you are right now, would you join me in prayer as we lift up our brother to the Lord? Let us pray. Gracious God, we pray for Kevin tonight. You know his heart for you and his heart for people. God, as he continues his education, would you give him great focus? He has a lot on his plate, as you know, and so we ask that you will continue to give him discipline and be with him in his studies. We also pray for this new opportunity for him to lead and teach young people at his church. Give him wisdom and grow his teaching abilities and gifts that you've already put inside of him. Help him to foster and cultivate those gifts as he gets a lot of practice in as he serves you. God, we pray for Austin and Clayton, his two brothers. Would you use Kevin to bring these two men to salvation in Jesus? Give Kevin many opportunities to not only share the gospel, but to live out the gospel as well. Lastly, we pray for Kevin's weight loss journey. Give him his motivation and endurance and perseverance as he pursues military chaplaincy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Kevin, my brother, thank you for letting us pray for you. And as I have prayed for you, no doubt that other brothers and sisters have also prayed for you this evening. If you would like for me to pray for you on this podcast, just as we did for Kevin, please send me your prayer request to eveningthoughts at hotmail.com, and I would love to lift you up in prayer to the Lord. Just the other day, I was looking at the calendar, and it hit me that it is almost the halfway point into the month of January. Can you believe that? That just sounds so crazy to me that we're almost at the halfway point of the month. It seems that time is flying by, and with the new year comes a sense of new beginnings and a new start for many people, whether it be physical, professional, personal, and even spiritual goals. What is that for you? I hope that whatever it may be for you and whatever that you're working on, that you keep at it and not give up. For this month, I got to thinking of a commercial that I saw when I was a kid. The commercial was for frozen pizza, and the name of it was called Tombstone Pizza. Do you guys remember that at all? Do they still have that, by the way? I don't know. Anyway, the commercials were hilarious and often took place in the wild, wild west somewhere. And there was a criminal on trial for his crimes. There was an executioner who would ask him, what do you want on your tombstone? And the criminal would think for a few seconds and he would say something like, well, I would like some pepperoni and cheese on my tombstone. And the next shot is of the executioner and the criminal enjoying a nice slice of pizza. It was funny to me as a kid, but now that I think back on it, the question remains for me. What do I want on my tombstone? So, this goes beyond just personal growth for the new year. It is more of a goal for my life. When the good Lord takes me home, what would I like people to remember me for? How would I like people to remember me as? What would I like for them to write on my tombstone? Or if someone is giving my eulogy, What would I like for them to say? For me, at the age of 40, I want people to remember me as a gentle human being. The title of my episode tonight is called Gentleness Does Not Mean Weakness. Now, in saying this, I do want to hit up a couple important points. Number one, what is gentleness? and how does the gospel shape us to be gentle with others? Number two, how can we be gentle in our action and in our speech with those who disagree with us? My hope is that as we look into this topic for tonight, that you would join me in cultivating a gentler attitude for yourself as a Christian. I do think that our world needs a bit more gentleness from Christians who love Jesus and Love those whom God has called us to live with, work with, and call our neighbors. And as I do as often as I can, let us delve into Scripture first to see what it has to say about gentleness. Gentleness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. This means that a person filled with the Holy Spirit will exhibit these qualities, and it is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. Displaying the fruit of the Spirit means that it is the evidence of the indwelling of God's Spirit within you to display gentleness. So, being gentle does not mean that you have a lack of strength, but quite the opposite. Being gentle means that you have the strength of God within you to be tender for His glory and for the benefit of others. And I love that because. All too often, gentleness is not seen as a strength. In fact, gentleness sometimes is seen as a weakness, or at least that's what most boys are taught as we grow up. But when I think of Jesus, I see God in flesh, wrapped in gentleness. Think about this. Was Jesus gentle? Well, it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus truly was gentle in the way he reached out to the man with leprosy, the way he dealt with the woman at the well, and the way he welcomed all children to come to his side. Jesus was a gentle man. There's no doubt, as there are countless other examples, Jesus was gentle. But didn't Jesus make a whip out of cords one time? John chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 says In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Or how about Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, when Jesus says to the Pharisees and religious leaders, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus is the best example that gentleness does not mean weakness. Jesus had a spine. He was courageous. When things were wrong, he called it wrong. When the people were being taken advantage of by profit-seeking scammers, Jesus made a whip and drove them out. He turned over tables to show that he would not stand by at the sidelines as he saw the poor being oppressed. He was not afraid to offend when tough love needed to be shown. You see, Jesus was not letting his emotions lead him out of control. Rather, he was in full control of his every decision and he wanted to let it be known that he would not stand by and let his father's house the temple be desecrated. Some may find this offensive, and if doing the right thing is offensive to others, then let it be. Our goal is not to avoid offending others. In our stance for the truth of God, it will happen that some will be offended. Doing the right thing may mean that in a zeal for God's glory that we do things that may be out of societal norms, and that's okay. In another instance, Jesus called the Pharisees brood of vipers, because rather than bringing hope to the people, they instead brought poison and led them astray. So this is a call to repentance and a warning to those who would come upon their path. Both of these examples show us that Jesus was not a pushover and did not run from conflict. He knew what was right, and he didn't back down from that. Jesus was strong, but in his strength, there was incredible tenderness. You see, Jesus was gentle because he was strong. In fact, Jesus is stronger than anyone in all creation. His strength knows no bounds. He has defeated death and freed us from the bondage to sin. He has given us new life and new purpose, and He is mighty, He is powerful, but He is gentle. Jesus knew when to use His strength and when to be tender. Gentleness Can mean that you're tender. And biblical gentleness shapes us to be tender men and women. Why? Because our Savior is tender with us. In our sin, He could have condemned us to eternal punishment, and yet He took our sin upon Himself and died the death that you and I fully deserve. He took our punishment upon Himself and gave us a spotless robe of righteousness. And for those who have tasted salvation from King Jesus, for those who have smelled the sweet aroma of his forgiveness, we are now tasked to let our gentleness be evident to all, as it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. Friends, may we be gentle with our children. May we be a gentle dad may we be a gentle mom, may we be a gentle spouse, may you be a gentle marine, may you be a gentle sailor. Start at home first. I know too many marines and too many sailors who are good marines and sailors, but they are not gentle with their families. They're not gentle with their spouse. You may be a good marine, you may be a good sailor, But don't be a terrible father or husband or wife. Be gentle with your family. Be gentle with your daughter and your son. For those that are in ministry, be a gentle pastor. For those of you that are teachers, be a gentle teacher. Because we all have a sphere of influence. So let us lead with gentleness. Love with gentleness. For some of us, that means that you be gentle with yourself. I know many that are so critical of themselves. They're so hard on themselves. And you got to let up and be a little bit more gentle with yourself. Don't feel like you have to prove to others that you are strong. Did you know that strong people don't have to show off their strength? Strong people don't have to display their strength to others to get validation. Strong people are gentle. My challenge for all of us this evening and this year is to begin cultivating a posture of gentleness. So how can we do that in our action and speech, especially with those who disagree with us? We live in scary times, don't we? I remember when we could disagree with someone and have different opinions and have beneficial conversations for all What I see now is that when one person disagrees with another person, they're labeled as phobic something or some other name, and that is the culture that we live in. But how can we be gentle with those who disagree with us? Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 comes to my mind. It says, a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. Let me read that again. That's so good, right? A soft answer churns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The word soft here can also be understood as tender-hearted or kind or thoughtful and being gentle. A gentle and soft response is the best option if we're ever put into a situation where There may be tension or conflict with someone. I'd like to see more Christians lead with compassion and a posture of humility. I'd like to see more of us maintain bridges of communication rather than going in swinging with a spirit of aggression. When we speak to others, let our gentleness be evident in the words that we choose to use and the tone in our voices. As you may know, tone is so vital to good communication. So much is conveyed in the tone of your voice. What you say may include all the right words, but the tone of your voice, when you deliver it, will expose what you're really saying. So if you're married, would you choose to be more gentle with your spouse this year? Be careful with your words, but also be careful how you choose to talk to your spouse. Speak lovingly and let your words give your spouse life. If you are a parent, speak gently to your children. Your children are a direct representation of you when they're young. They absorb everything that they hear and see. And when they see that you're gentle with them, guess what? They will be gentle with others. They will begin sounding just like you. This year, let us be gentle with our co workers. Let us be gentle with our employees. And let us be gentle in the church as well. Especially leaders, pastors, be gentle with your flock. And as the congregation, let us be gentle with our pastors. The world needs more of your gentleness and tenderness. Gentleness can bring down walls of disagreement. When someone is vocal about their opinions, you don't always have to match their level of intensity. When someone is passionate about their thoughts about government, politics, or social issues, you don't always have to give them your thoughts. As a gentle Christian, try to see a bird's eye view of what the person is saying. Don't get lost in the trees and the bushes. Take a step back and try to understand not so much what the person is saying, but why they are saying it. You don't always have to engage in the exact detail of what the person is telling you, but try to see the heart behind their opinions. And most often than not, you will see a hurting, scared, and fearful person. You will see a person that has known rejection, And some of them are very angry. So let us do our best to be gentle. Ask God for discernment and wisdom in how to lovingly and gently stand for truth, but to love the person before us. If you're able, would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, you are strong. You stand for good and what is right. You are holy and mighty but you're also gentle. Thank you for your tenderness towards us. We were once rebels. We were once lost in the pursuit of our own glory, but you wooed us by your love. You called us out from deadness into life in you. May we never forget that. May we never forget the cross of our Savior Jesus and his selflessness. God, would you build within us gentleness, gentleness in our action gentleness in our speech, and gentleness in our thoughts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What do you think about tonight's topic? Did I miss something? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. I hope that this episode has been an encouragement to you and that it gave you something to think about as you prepare to call it a night. Thanks again for joining me this evening, and I will see you guys here next weekend. And as always, peace and blessings. Good night.